This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Wars Podcast with Jim and Tom. And this episode is a little different from what we normally do. And by a little different, I mean completely different because Tom and I were not able to sync our schedules up and get together and record. So we are testing an idea for potential future episodes when this kind of scheduling conflicts happens where we compile a list. And we record separately and we send it to each other and we put it together and we turn it into one big fun episode. And this is going to be our first try at it. We are going to be talking about the the top 10 things that we are looking forward to towards the last quarter of the year. We're obviously entering September. We've got three more months, four more months left of of the year. So we want to talk about what's to come, what we're looking forward to. And we both took two completely different approaches. Um, I went 100% TV and movies, and Tom went more life experiences and board games and added some TV and movies in there. So it's a this is a party mix of what we're looking forward to. So I feel like it wouldn't be an episode like this if I didn't have honorable mentions. And I had four because this list was a little hard, two of which are honorable mentions just because they kind of hit our niche of the geek world. And the first one comes out on September 9th, and that's Cobra Kai Season 4. And admittedly, I haven't seen all of Cobra Kai Season 3, but from what I've seen in Seasons 1 and 2, it continuously gets better. It's a series that came out of left field. I mean, it came out on YouTube, Red and eventually turned into a Netflix series. I think it's the most successful YouTube Red series out there. So I'm looking forward to season four and where they go with that and how they add to more of the Karate Kid lore. Uh, Maybe Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith show up. I don't know. Um, The next one is um, one of those honorable mentions that I talked about because it hits our niche, and that's Halloween Ends, and that comes out on October 14th. And I just want to see how it ends. Or if it really does end, um, I'll watch this one on Peacock rather than going to the theaters. Um, As Tom and I have kind of mentioned in our previous episodes, time is precious. And getting to the movie theaters for both of us, I don't know if you feel this way, is something that is sacred now where we have so much to do. Tom's got a family. I'm just starting a new job, so my hours are all over the place. So getting to the movie theaters is a little harder than it was when Galaxy Wars started five, six years ago. So any chance a movie can go to streaming and theaters, I'm going to see it on streaming. And Peacock Plus is getting Halloween ends on October 14th. So I'm going to see it. And I pay for Peacock Plus for a number of reasons. And this is technically free, I guess. So that kind of works into it. Now, the next one. Five years ago, this movie probably would have been number one or number two on my top 10 things to look forward to at the end of this year, but it's really just at the bottom, and that's Black Adam. Uh, That comes out October 21st, and like I said, normally this would have made the list, but I don't trust DC at this point, Um, and I don't trust them like I once did, 
and I feel like this is going to be another rock-driven movie where he only shines and the rest of the characters are just background noise. And for those reasons, it goes to the honorable mention list. This has the potential to be a great movie with the characters that they're introducing, and The Rock seems to be a perfect Black Adam. I'm curious to see what they do with it. I am semi-excited for this movie, but it would probably be like number 11 on my top 10 because of what I'm going to be talking about after this last one. And this last honorable mention is also coming to Netflix on October 25th, and it's Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. And, And just need I say more? The Man Knows Horror, it's an anthology series, has a great cast through the anthology. Uh, It features Ben Barnes, you may know him as Jigsaw from the John Bernthal Punisher series on Netflix, Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead, Crispin Glover, Sophia Botella, Gina Davis, and Rupert Grint. I mean, come on, everybody's favorite redhead is going to be in it, plus plus a ton of great other actors and actresses. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix October 25th. Now, this episode may go long, or it may be very short based on my top 10, but I'm thinking this is going to be a shorter one. But let's start with number 10, and that's Barbarian. And it also comes out on October September 9th, stars Bill Skarsgård, Justin Long, and Georgina Campbell. And it's Every nightmare that I've had about renting a creepy Airbnb. I've been to a ton of Airbnbs, some of which I've been to with Tom. And some have been hits and some have been misses. And the misses are the ones where there's a padlocked cellar door, either indoors or outside of the house. And you just know that there's either there's bodies down there or somebody's waiting for you. And the trailer for Barbarian looks amazing. Bill Skarsgård plays creepy very well. This is one of those kind of like thriller, you think you know what's going to come, maybe it's going to be predictable, maybe it won't be. I mean, I felt the same way about the trailer for The Invitation, and I've been seeing that getting panned, but I like this cast more than I like the cast of The Invitation, so I'm really looking forward to The Barbarian. The next one is a movie that I think some people are going to be shocked made the list. And it's called The Whale. And if that kind of sticks in your head, it's probably because you've seen the TikToks or the Instagrams or whatever about Brendan Fraser getting a five-minute standing ovation at um, the Toronto Film Festival or at one of the film festivals. It stars Brendan Fraser. It's kind of like his return. Sadie Sink, who played Max in Stranger Things. Ty Simpkins, who's been in Jurassic World. He's been in Iron Man 3 and so on. And I just want to see this one based on all the reviews it's gotten. Not to mention, I really want to see Brendan Fraser shine after being screwed by Warner Brothers. And there's not going to be a lot of Warner Brothers hate, but there's two movies being talked about at these film festivals. And one of them is The Whale, for all the right reasons. And the other one is Don't Worry Darling, which has been shoved down my throat, I feel like, based on all of the gossip and rumors for the last two years you you, Shia LaBeouf's terrible on set and he got fired or he didn't get fired and he quit and there was no no scheduling on this and Olivia Wilde fell in love with Harry Styles on the set when Jason Sudeikis and his family came to see her and Florence Pugh is hard to work with there's so much just BS and he said she said coming out of this one that 
I don't want to see the movie. And this is one of those movies that Warner Brothers is pushing heavily because they only have enough money to release two movies, and that's this one and Black Adam, and neither of which are going to be blockbusters. So I don't know where I stand on that that movie in general. I don't think I want to see it at all. I may see it when it comes out on HBO Max in December just to see what the hype is about, but everybody keeps saying online that this is either you're going to love it or you're going to hate it based on your opinion of how deep in the garbage you want to play, and I don't want to play in the garbage at all. And uh, it really gave a, a bad look on everybody who's involved in this one, and it's got a great cast. Chris Pine's in it, Nick Kroll, Gemma Chan, no drama surrounding those three characters, those three actors and actresses. But the rest of it has all been kind of he said, she said, and high school's over. You're adults. Make a movie. Uh, the next one that comes out on September 28th is also coming to Netflix, and it's Blonde. And it stars Ana de Armas, Adrian Brody, and Bobby Cannavale. And there's so much intrigue in this movie. One, it getting an NC-17. And there's some, you know, kind of thoughts about that based on what I've read in the press and I love Anna de Armas so I want to see this regardless she looks like Marilyn and I really want to see how they portray her life in this film um, do they glamorize it do is this a you know a sadder Marilyn, Mon- uh, Marilyn Monroe biopic um, so there's a lot of questions there with Blonde so putting that on number eight uh, number seven is a series coming out on Showtime September 10th. It stars John Bernthal, Wayne Brady, and Rosie O'Donnell, and it's called American Gigolo, and the cast alone has me interested, but after seeing the trailer, I was absolutely hooked. Um, I really love John Bernthal. I met him in New Orleans uh, in a brief run-in. Uh, super friendly, super nice. He's transcended as far as cr- his career has gone um, since The Walking Dead, and it's just getting bigger and bigger. He has a great podcast. And I'm really interested in the mystery surrounding the show. And even though it's a remake, I'll be tuning into this one on Showtime. Number six is Willow. And it comes out on November 30th. It stars Warwick Davis reprising his role as uh, Willow. Aaron Kellyman, Rosabelle Sellers, and Tony Revoluri, all of which who have been in huge IP. I mean, Aaron Kellyman was in Star Wars Solo Story. Uh, Rosabelle Sellers was in Game of Thrones and Tony Revolori slash Thompson in the Spider-Man MCU universe. And for me, this is a simple watch. Uh, It's Willow. I grew up loving the movie with Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer. And I was so excited when the series was announced, which seems like four or five years ago. And the fact that we're finally getting it. I'm so pumped. It should be higher on my list, but the rest of the top five is really, really good. Number five is The Woman King, and it comes out on September 16th. It stars Viola Davis, Lashana Lynch, and John Boyega, and the cast alone speaks for itself, but Viola Davis as a fierce warrior is all I needed. She's one of our greatest actresses and actors in general of all time, Um, and I feel like this is going to be amazing. This is going to be nominated for awards. It looks great. The cast is great. It's based on true events. I have to see this. Um, This is one of those movies that I've circled, and I'm like, I'm going to go see this one in theaters. The next movie I circled because I love the character and the person who's being portrayed. A few biopics on this list, I'm noticing. And uh, this one, I have the the ability to sit at home 
and watch this, and that's weird. The Al Yankovic story comes out November 4th on the Roku channel, and a lot of people don't know that they have the Roku channel or they can get the Roku channel or that there is a Roku channel, but if you have a Roku TV, I believe it's free. I think it's free for everybody, honestly. I think you just download it. But um, this isn't sponsored by Roku, nor do I know 100% if I have it, but I'm going to get it. And it stars Daniel Radcliffe, who plays Weird Al Yankovic, Rain Wilson, and Evan Rachel Wood. Um, I never had Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al on my movie casting bingo card, but I'm so here for it. The trailer looks great. I've seen Weird Al in concert, and it's an experience that I recommend if he's in your hometown, home city. Um, the only downside is it's on a channel that most people don't know that they had, and that's Roku. This could be great for the Roku channel and get more IP and more movies and series, original content, or it could be terrible and this movie not get watched by a lot of people until it winds up on Tubi or Freevee or YouTube or you know one of those sites that you can get movies for free. So if you're a big Weird Al Yankovic fan, watch it, please. Um, if you're a big Daniel Radcliffe fan, watch it. The man is a great actor. For most of the listeners, he probably was part of your childhood or late young adulthood. So make sure you support the actors that you like. Number three is um, Andor. And it comes out September 21st. stars Diego Luna, Genevieve O'Reilly, and Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, Rogue One is one of my favorite Star Wars properties. And I loved Cassian in the movie. Now I get a series and... I can get behind that, and not to mention Disney Plus hasn't missed on their their Star Wars properties. Uh, this is one of the top tens that Tom and I share. We both are really excited for this. I think it, not to kind of jump ahead because Tom's list is going to come after mine, I think it's in the same spot, and um, I'm really excited for this. I think this is going to be top-notch. I know they said that K2SO isn't slated to be in this, but that doesn't mean he's not going to be in this. We know you know, Disney doesn't want to give all their stuff away. On to number two, and that is Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. It comes out December 23rd. It's our early Christmas present, late Hanukkah present, and I can't wait for this movie. Uh, Knives Out was amazing. It was a shocker based on Ryan Johnson, in my mind at least. Um, I didn't think I would ever go see a Ryan Johnson movie again after The Last Jedi, and the fact that he utilized every single character in that movie uh, with a stellar cast, you know, Chris Evans, Christopher Plummer, Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson, Ana de Armas, the, the list goes on. You've seen the movie. But the fact that he utilized everybody properly and gave each character enough screen time was perfect. He told a wonderful story. He maintained the mystery, which is very hard to do nowadays because – the mystery genre isn't as huge as it once was. And the fact that he he and, you know, the or Murder on the Orient Express and the Agatha Christie stuff is becoming popularized again. Um, the fact that he was able to keep that mystery and tell a really convincing, compelling story was great. And this time, you know, we have Daniel Craig coming back as Benoit Blanc. Um, and they've added another stellar cast. Edward Norton, Ethan Hawke, Jessica Henwick, who was great in the... In the Gray Man, Catherine Hahn, Madeline Klein, Dave Batista, Janelle Monet, Leslie Odom Jr., and Kate Hudson. So another stellar cast. By the end of the year, I think this is going to be like top 10 of my favorite movies. And finally, number one, 
is also another item that Tom and I share on our list, and that's Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It comes out on November 11th. You know, so if you're superstitious, make a wish that day. And this movie has so much to look forward to. First, you get the introduction of Namor, played by Tanakh Huerta, and his people. You get the aftermath of T'Challa's death, a rumored Doctor Doom tease, Riri Williams being introduced, M'Baku, Ramonda, Everett Ross, and my big theory that Killmonger is going to return. Now, hear me out. I know everybody has Shuri or Nakia on their bingo cards as being the next Black Panther, and it makes sense. You know, Nakia is a badass war dog warrior. You have Shuri, who in the comics takes over the mantle. There's a lot there. There's surely a lot there. Um, But hear me out. Eric Killmonger wanted to be buried at sea, and Namor and his people have used the water to heal and restore life. They're kind of retconning Namor's history and origin in this story. So, if T'Challa honored Eric's wishes, which we all would assume he does, being that T'Challa was an honorable king, who's to say that Namor or his people didn't find the body of Eric Killmonger and restore him? And at the end, he shows up to fight Namor based on the flooding of Wakanda. Uh, and then, boom, he takes over as the Black Panther. You know, we see the the leg and the arm in the trailer, and a lot of people are like, it's M'Baku. No way. Winston Duke did not slim down that much to fit into that suit. Um, and it's kind of got the gold accents in it, too. So part of me thinks that Killmonger is going to be in there. Um, now, we know it's more than likely going to be Shuri, probably, right? Most people, like I said, have her on, the bingo car- on their bingo card. But if Killmonger shows up, it would be great. And honestly, what's going on with Wakabi? Is he in it or is, or is he out? You know, Daniel Kaluuya has said, I'm not in it. Wakabi's not important to the story right now. Maybe that's a red herring. Maybe Wakabi is the new Black Panther and we haven't, you know, we're going down the Shuri Nakia route and I'm going down the Killmonger route. So there's a lot there. And I'm sure we're going to get a lot more details and teases and rumors and leaks now that Disney Plus Day is coming out this week. There's a rumor that Henry Cavill is going to be cast or has already been cast as a character in the Marvel Universe. They're saying Loki Season 2 he's supposed to uh, pop up in. A lot of people are saying Sentry or Doctor Doom, possibly Reed Richards. Um, The fact that we have Henry Cavill in the MCU possibly is huge. I'd love to see him play Captain Britain. I don't want him to play Sentry or Hyperion. I think that's too close to him being Superman in DC. And I think that's kind of typecasting. I'd like to see him do something a little bit different. Doctor Doom would be interesting. I don't think I've really seen Henry Cavill as a bad guy other than, you know, Justice League where he was just brainwashed um, having come back. So I'm, I'm curious to see if that's true. I'm looking forward to what used to be D23, now Disney Plus Day. And I'm sure Tom and I will talk about that in our next episode. Um, and speaking of Tom, we're going to hear his top 10 uh, right now. This is my top 10 things I'm looking to 
looking forward to in the next the rest of 2022 it's over so quick uh no particular order no they are grouped in the different orders but number one seeing guar i'm seeing guar with my girlfriend october 29th saw guar probably 20 years ago and it was awesome and it makes me feel like a kid and makes me feel old too so that's weird but uh can't wait to be the old head uh number two um a thing that jim was actually going to get me tickets to and i already had tickets to that's how well he knows me seeing it's always sunny in philadelphia podcast uh here in philly which is you know big deal always sunny is probably one of my favorite tv shows it, it definitely is like top three of all time and the podcast is even better if that's possible so uh seeing them live is going to be a big deal for me number three andor uh this is you know kind of in our geek wheelhouse um i have liked every tv disney plus tv uh uh star wars tv show they've done i think they've done an amazing job they have not dropped the ball once they're big fans of star wars you could tell and this is the star wars that they would have liked to put out you know a hundred years ago number four um Possibly my all-time favorite show was Top Gear. And Grand Tour became another one of my favorites. Uh, now they do it a little different on Amazon. They do only specials. And I've been waiting a year for the next special. Uh, so they have a Grand Tour special coming out, I think, this month. But they're horrible at releasing when they do time. So it's kind of sit on your hands and wait. But uh, no matter how how many times I watch the same one over and over and over, I always, you know, has me rolling on the floor. I love that show. Number five. This is closer to, uh, I think, what Jim has. We might have Andor. Um, we'll be seeing Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, since the... The unfortunate passing, I, I don't know how they're going to handle it. I'd like to, you know, there's a macabre interest in how they move forward with Black Panther. Um, not sure. I want, so, you know, sorry to become Black Panther, but I don't know. You know, we, you know, it's, they, they've done a pretty good job. I'd like to see what the story, you know, holds and what they do. I don't know if I'm looking forward to seeing it for positive reasons or for negative reasons i guess you know a little bit of both uh another movie i've been waiting for um is clerks three it was actually you know we've been to his comic book shop and i've seen him do stand-up or whatever spoken word uh me and my girlfriend have seen kevin smith and jay was there um introduce um Jane Silent Bob the reboot so we're big fans uh, she has a, a book signed by him in a jersey and so uh, Clerks 3 is big you know that's in the family that's one of my favorites uh, of him obviously that's what made him famous and uh, you know put him on the board for all of us to see so uh, that's a real big one I've been waiting for the next ones all fall into board games I am uh a solo board gamer um half um 
by choice and half by you know unforeseen circumstances but um I, I do like board games that i could play by myself number one is um well the number one board game is uh familiar tales and that's a um it's a D style dungeon crawler um it's uh it's one to four players so that's good for me it's uh, by Plaid Hat, which has, you know, they make amazing games. They, they haven't really messed anywhere. Um, Wizards and a really neat um, card play system. Great miniatures. Miniatures are the most important thing. Um, a way of casting spells. I don't know if anybody has ever, ever played, like, uh, One Deck Dungeon. So it's kind of like that. And then it's kind of like Gloomhaven. So, um I'm really looking forward to that. Another board game. Another game that I've been looking forward to is, uh, which I think is already out, it's uh, Oathsworn. Um, Oathsworn is a, a little bit more uh, crunchier, a little bit more uh, adult dungeon crawler. It's kind of got the, um, it's a multiple path game book, kind of, kind of like Gloomhaven too, or uh, Lionheart. But it's uh so it's got like replayability, RPG style. Um, but I, it's also got like a a uh, really new different kind of uh, dice rolling for you know combat, uh, which makes it you know pretty unique, and uh, maybe the best miniatures I've ever seen. So. Um, Every miniature I've, I've, I've seen, every picture I've seen is, is unbelievable. So um, it's going to be hard to get my hands on it. I might have to only do it because there, there are the listings for it are unbelievable. We're talking like thousands of dollars. So it, it might have to only be at like a convention or something, but I'm really looking forward to, to trying that out. Uh, the third game that I'm looking forward to is... Um, kind of our uh, our mascot it's a, a, a the chew RPG which um, I have spoken to the guy that that's made it it's uh, got a lot of input from uh, um, Rob and and John and it's just um, a lot of you know expands on the universe a lot of great artwork it's got a comic that goes with it and a really unique RPG system um, that that kind of flows with the comic book very well. So um, I backed that a couple months ago, and I've been patiently, patient, no, impatiently waiting for that to come by. And um, I I don't know. Hopefully, I get to be one of the first podcasters or out there to uh, run a couple games, and that that'll be a good time. And uh, the last thing, the very last thing, is uh, a couple years ago I uh, I did some stand up and it was probably some of the most fun I've ever had. So um, hopefully this year I can get out and I could do that again. And uh, I've been really looking forward to it. So that's uh, that's my top ten for this year. And uh, you know if the stand up's good, I'll put it on YouTube. And if it's bad. I'll put it on YouTube. What the hell? So as you can see, completely different top tens. We only share two of the ten items on our list, 
and with that being Andor and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And I love his list, to be honest with you, because it's stuff that I wouldn't have picked. Um, I've seen Guar as well, and it was definitely an experience. I saw them 15 years ago, 20 years ago, maybe. Um, and it was certainly an experience. Super jealous about the Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. It's one of my top three favorite shows as well. I'll be away on vacation for that, so I'm bummed for that. The board games sound great. Obviously, Clerks 3 is going to be a fun movie. We're big Kevin Smith fans here at, at Galaxy Wars. And the stand-up part, I'm really looking forward to seeing Tom on stage or at least hearing it. Um, I saw him perform his first stand-up routine, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and he got a lot of laughs. If and when he does his stand-up, it'll, you know, obviously he'll put it on YouTube, like you said, but I would love to put that as a special little episode on uh, the Galaxy Wars podcast, if not the whole Active Geek Network. But I'm going to add to my list uh, because I made my first list before Tom made or sent me his list, so I didn't know where which direction he was going in. And since he did go a little more experience-based as well, I'd like to share some experiences that I'm looking forward to as well. Um, the first one being the World Cup. I've recently got really into soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, um, and the fact that the World Cup is this year, and the next World Cup will be you know hosted in Philadelphia, which is you know the closest city to to me and, and Tom, makes it more special. So I'm excited for that and sticking with the soccer theme. Um, I'm going to this thing called um, Premier League Live in Dilworth Park in Philadelphia, um, two days in October where the it's kind of like Sunday night or it's kind of like um, game day live for college football fans and they're just doing it for soccer for European soccer and I'm very excited for that and staying with experience based I've been talking about it for months on Active Geek if you've been listening to it and a little bit here and there on Galaxy Wars but I am launching uh, a new podcast called Gym Class it's a sports based show but not your sports-based show where it's you're going to get inundated with stats and all that stuff. It's going to be more story-based. And I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm working on a screenplay slash TV series. So I'm super stoked about that. I'm excited about some projects that I have uh, no time for currently, but I'm trying to make time for. And uh, I'm excited for this podcast to continue to grow. We took several layoffs, and that's partly my fault, mainly my fault. And we're not going to do that again. We're only going to take layoffs if we're sick or we're on vacation. And it'll be a week. If not, you're going to either get me and Tom together. You're going to get an experimental. You're going to get a hybrid episode like this. Or you're going to get solo episodes from me or Tom. So be on the lookout for a lot of content coming from the Galaxy Warriors because we've leveled up in our podcast game. But I appreciate everybody um, tuning into this episode. It's a little different. I know. We'll be back next week with our our review of Prey and the Predator universe and just discussing what they could do post-Prey since Prey was a hit, you know, really broke some records over at Hulu. I enjoyed it. So if you haven't seen it, definitely log into your Hulu, watch Prey. It's a fun hour and a half, and we'll discuss that uh, next week. You can listen to the Active Geek podcast. We uh, just released the Sandman episode, so if you're kind of on the fence and you know the know the property, you know the story, and you don't care about spoilers, check that out. We're going to do Lock and Key Season 3. 
I'm going to be recording gym class soon, so look out for that. There's a trailer up right now on all your favorite podcast directories, so if you uh, want to show your boy some love, listen to the one-minute trailer that I put out there, and be on the lookout for future episodes, and also be on the lookout for future stand-up episodes from Tom, because maybe we'll do some uh, podcast uh, stand-up here. But that's it. We're going to get out of here. Follow us on social media, the Galaxy Wars podcast. Follow the network. Be here next week. Uh, Thanks to Tom for sending me his list. And uh, we'll be back together next week. Here's 20 bucks. Buy yourself something nice.